and welcome back to the podcast. I hope you are all doing well. Um, it's a very sunny day here at Brighton. I'm very warm. But the main news is, and everyone who knows me is going to be so bored of hearing about this, but if you hear some rustling in the background, it's because I now have an adorable pair of chinchillas living in my house. One of them is currently in the sand bath. The other one is currently chewing on a cardboard roll. So um, yeah, if you hear some background noise, that is them just being very cute. <laughs> and if you're not an animal person, you're not gonna appreciate that, but I very much appreciate them. Um, but I'm a little bit worried about how hot it is here down south and how they're, well, I think it's hot everywhere, right? How they're feeling about it. So I'm just trying to keep them nice and cool as I can. Um, and yeah, hopefully they'll be okay. Today's podcast, I was kind of going back on my episodes, I realised I hadn't actually done one about um, being vegan or incorporating a plant-based diet whilst having um, strength goals, muscle building goals, fitness goals, because being that I live in Brighton, I have a lot of clients who are vegans and um, recently I've been sending out my Fit Vegan Guide, which is literally a free guide that I put together just to kind of help people kickstart their journey into training using the gym and giving them some kind of nutritional support alongside that. If you do want a free copy of that, by the way, go on my Instagram, it's in my bio. I sound like some kind of weird influencer, but yeah, you can download it there and I'll send it to you um, via email if you want to give it a little read. But today I'm going to go over kind of some of the things that it does cover and just talk about whether you are thinking about adopting more of a plant-based diet and are thinking about the implications that may have in terms of muscle building goals, fitness goals, um, whether maybe you do a bit of half and half already or um, whether you are actually vegan and this might be some useful information for you. Um, the kind of main thing I wanted to tee off with because in this day and age, we all know that we love to label our diets, don't we? In terms of keto, paleo, low carb, blah, blah, blah. This is not just another kind of label for a diet for me. And if you are using eating a plant-based diet as a means to, to diet, then I think your intentions are in the wrong place and it's probably not going to actually be the most healthful approach for you. In my opinion, if you are eating a plant-based diet, it comes from more to do with the morals and the ethics behind it rather than a form of you choosing what food groups to eat. Um, so just bear that in mind. It doesn't A vegan diet doesn't necessarily always mean healthier. But what I do find with um, my vegan clients is you just tend to be better, better educated, I guess, but have a higher awareness around your nutrition because you've got to read labels more often on food things. Um, you're more probably will have read up when you adopt a vegan diet about what kind of considerations you should have. So it doesn't necessarily mean it's healthier. However, I feel like a lot of vegans that I know can be more health conscious because they just have to do more research and reading into their nutrition in general. Um, so yeah, so long as you know you are going vegan for 
reasons outside just a means to restrict and you need to like think into that as well if that ask yourself if that is what you're doing or if it is like genuinely for me it's just that like I just love animals so much that like it just makes me really emotional when I think about um you know people eating meat it just it just doesn't sit right with me and that's why it's nothing to do with oh I'm trying to do it because it's healthy like it's in fact you know you can be on a vegan diet and be equally as unhealthy as a meat eater um so yeah just think about your driving factors behind that if you've obviously been plant-based veggie or whatever for a long time that's going to be pretty the for you to hear but those of you that aren't um ultimately <laughs> the main thing this and it's going to annoy so many people because that's what everyone brings up when you mention that you're veggie or vegan a lot of the considerations is going to come down to protein which we are going to go into i think that people really overemphasize that adopting this diet means they've got to do things so differently and for me like nothing changed from when I transitioned to veggie to vegan everything kind of stayed the same you just have to have a bit more of a heightened awareness around protein um, and I don't know if that's disappointing <laughs> for everyone it's actually it doesn't need to be over complicated to be quite honest so the main thing comes down to protein I think prior to the fact that now there are so many meat or dairy alternatives one consideration would be whether you were eating enough because if you changed your meals to just all kind of veggie based meals there would be a very high chance that your calorie consumption would shoot down quite drastically which is why there is potential that maybe people who have done vegan diets for have had that impact some people have the opposite effect it's not a known thing that as soon as you turn plant-based you lose weight it's not it still comes down to calories at the end of the day but if you went from a diet that had you know quite a lot of cheese and dairy and ate more meats or saturated meats um meats that have saturated fat sorry the chances are your average calorie intake will drop quite a bit and therefore the main thing would be are you eating enough to fuel exercise training building muscle I personally find that if you are using things like meat replacement um, foods, you're having, you know, oat milk, maybe having some like vegan cheese and things like that, vegan spreads. Um, I personally find that I, <laughs> consuming sufficient calories is never <laughs> an issue for me because um, those foods tend to be a bit more dense than just literally straight up veggies, which is a good thing as well because rude a lot of those foods um, contain contain protein in them as well, which is a good thing. So that would just be one consideration that I'd make. How is your energy balance being affected overall by adopting a more plant-based diet? But yes, the main thing, it does kind of come down to protein. And there's a lot of, I feel, flawed messaging in terms of um, vegan like documentaries that you'll see on Netflix or perhaps certain Instagram accounts telling you that, you know, Plants have sufficient protein for us. I mean, look at cows. They're they're massive and all they eat is plants. Surely we'll be fine. And ultimately, so long as you kept variation of veggies in your diet, kept eating pulses, beans, seeds, seeded bread. Oh my God, chinchilla, what are you doing? The chances are you probably would scrape the recommended amount of protein because the actual RDA for protein in adults is something like 45 grams a day. It's really little but that's just enough for you to essentially get by 
If you're an active individual and someone who wants to build muscle and strength, the chances are you're gonna to have to make a much more deliberate effort to get your protein in on a plant-based diet. If you're someone who ate who ate meat, you know, you had eggs on toast in the morning and a yogurt, and then for lunch you had like tuna salad, for dinner you were having chicken, you would hit well over 100, 120 grams quite easily in the day. I do find that majority of my vegan clients who start out with me are hitting around like 50 to 60 grams per day. And as we know, if we want to build muscle, we want to be aiming for 1.5 to 2 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. So um, for a 60 kilogram person, that looks like 90 to 120 grams a day. So it's quite a bit less than what we would be aiming for. If you can get over 100 grams a day on a vegan diet, you're doing really pretty solid. And ultimately, that is what I aim for. Um, the fact is that because plant-based protein have less quality protein in them, technically we should actually be eating more protein than meat eaters for strength training goals. Um, and by quality protein, I mean things like dairy, meat, fish, the protein that they contain have a complete amino acid profile. And our muscles and our body contain amino acids, but there are certain amino acids that we get from food that our body can't create itself. And fish, meat, that kind of thing, it has complete all these amino acids that our body needs in order to function properly. However, some plant-based protein actually has an incomplete amino acid profile. And that doesn't mean that they're not great. We can supplement it like I'm a way to go over with here. But it's just a reason why if we, it's not as varied, the, the amino acid profile, that it's more important than ever that we are getting sufficient amounts in. Um, and back to the kind of flawed messaging about protein and plant-based protein. One of the main things I get from vegan clients who are saying, yeah, I get my protein in, like I'll have nuts during the day and things like that. It's kind of been said that nuts are a decent source of protein. Ultimately, you would have to eat about 600 calories worth of peanuts to get 25 grams of protein. And that equates about 100 grams of peanuts, which is not like a huge quantity, it's not a large serving, but that's like, that's a big meal for me, 600 calories. That's like a big whack of your, um, you know, your daily calorie intake, especially if you're someone who's perhaps in a fat loss phase. Um, you know, that's quite a big chunk out of your calorie intake. So it might not be, you're not getting a lot of bang for your buck from it is what I'm saying. And for example, people say things like broccoli has protein in it, but you'd have to eat around a kilogram of broccoli to get 25 grams of protein. And I'm saying 25 grams because that's what we would refer as a decent serving of protein. That's the equivalent of like three full heads of broccoli, which is not gonna be as many calories as the peanuts, no. But is it gonna be very satisfying? It's probably gonna be, you're gonna feel a bit bloated. It's a hell of a lot of fiber to have in one serving. Um, so again, it's not really the most efficient option to get your protein. So yes, all these things are absolutely fabulous to bump it up a little bit, but if you're just focusing on those sources, it's probably not gonna be sufficient amounts if you're trying to hit um, 100 grams per day. So oh, there are essentially, <laughs> there are essentially nine essential 
amino acids that we want to hit. And um, meeting these targets as a vegan requires switching up your protein sources to include complementary protein sources. So for example, some foods might have higher certain EAAs than others have. Um, I'm not going to bore you with the names of all the EAAs. Um, things like leucine, lysine, all those kind of things. Some are higher than others. So for example, you might pair certain foods that have some amino acids with some that don't so that you would get a complete protein source. So for example, um, rice is doesn't have much lysine in it, but things like legumes and beans and things do. So rice and beans would make a complete protein meal. For me, this is a lot to think about and not something that I'm, I will be completely honest, not something that I focus on too much. The reason being, I get a hell of a lot of my protein from soy-based sources and soy is a complete protein source. So soy, tofu, tempeh, quinoa are all complete protein sources. If you're veggie, so are like eggs and dairy, of course. Um, so for me, because I love a lot of the meat replacement stuff, which is quite high in soy, I have vegan protein powder twice a day, which is a complete um, protein source. It's soy-based as well. Like, I know that I'm ticking those boxes in terms of the complete proteins. However, if I was having a meal that was purely, like, veg-based, then I would maybe pair things like grains with some beans, lentils, legumes, that kind of thing. Um, just something to consider. If you are just getting into this, I wouldn't stress too much on that at the beginning. Just focus on getting the protein in. And then when you're used to getting it up to, you know, that 90 grams, 100 grams mark, then have a look back at your meals and say, am I getting these complete pairings in my meals if I'm just having purely veggie-based meal? And again, I've got more examples of these pairings in that document that I mentioned that's in my bio. I just... The one off the top of my head I can remember is rice and beans, but there's more in there about what pairs you can use to make a meal a complete protein as well. And it's just important for our health, but it's important for muscle mass as well. Um, especially if your goal is um, strength or your goal is building muscle. And to go back to that as well, in terms of the training side of things, nothing should really change whether you're on a meat-based diet or a plant-based diet. You are still striving for progressive overload in the gym. So that means building strength every time, improving your form, improving your technique, more reps, more weight every time you go into the gym to ensure that you are progressing. If you are finding that you aren't progressing in the gym um, and you know your strength's static, you're stuck at the same weight for a long time, it could be to do with the amount of calories that you are consuming. Perhaps you're not eating quite enough. Um, and also you could look at your meals around your training time as well. I know, for example, like I eat <laughs> a hell of a lot of fiber through a plant-based diet just because it's kind of naturally what comes with it. You don't want to be eating that much fiber before a training session. So having something, a carb that's not as high in fiber could be useful from a digestive point of view. Um, but yes, have a little think about that in terms of when you're eating your meals around your training. But that goes for everyone. Like that's not just a plant-based thing. That could go for whatever um, carnivore. Carnivore? Do people call people that? Whether you eat meat, whether you're veggie, whether you're plant-based, that's kind of common sense. It's more to do with the energy balance. The other things that could be, you know, potential, potential 
deficiencies and things to look at in terms of veganism is B12, which again, I think a lot of vegans do know about. Um, I personally supplement with that, but it's actually in a lot of like fortified vegan things, like a lot of plant-based milks fortified with things like calcium and B12 anyway, which is fantastic and things like cereals and stuff. So just maybe keep an eye out on that for labels on packaging, whether they've got additional calcium, because that's another one that obviously could potentially be um, deficient in. And this is the beauty about following a plant-based diet in this day and age. Places, places, companies are so much more clued up on... Um, what we could be lacking in so they're going to add it into our food so that we do have a more kind of complete diet obviously iron can be um one as well that i find people maybe would struggle with from a fatigue point of view if you're used to eating like red meats and things like that prior although the chances are you're not going to go from eating steak straight to being vegan i'm sure that's quite rare but if you are worried about iron things like leafy green veg pulses fortified cereals nuts that kind of thing as well um, it's important that when you are eating a food for the benefits of getting iron from it that you pair it with vitamin C because that helps with the absorption in your body so that looks like if you're having leafy green veg like spinach having some lemon juice on it or having a meat on having some orange juice after or like a clementine or something like that it helps the and plant-based iron sources kind of are also more difficult to absorb than like the meaty um, iron sources as well. So that vitamin C can be really, really useful. I guess the thing is like, you know how you just get the bottles of lemon juice, just keeping that in your cupboard and adding it into things that might be really, really useful. So yeah, a little bit more on the health side of things there, but I wanted to keep it more linked to how it works with training and with your diet and that side of things as well. I hope that was useful um, and you learned something from that you might have not have known before. I'm going to plug it for the third time running. Go into my bio on my Instagram to download the guide and it'll kind of have some of the points that I've talked on this podcast in um, written out so you can refer back to it. It's also got a training program in there um, that if you are interested in getting into training you can have go through that, download it and you've got a little program to follow for when you do go into the gym. Um, but yeah, I hope you have a lovely rest of your day and I will catch you in the next one.